Well, welcome back to the Limehouse Podcast. How are you doing? How have you been? And if you're new to the show, hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, dear. Um, Andy Buckley, man alive. This is, this is um, an interesting exercise in editing because we, we spoke for about an hour and 40 minutes and I had to sort of get it down to about an hour to keep you fellows engaged. But the reason that we talked for an hour and 40 minutes because is because we hit it off. We really did. We, we hit it off like a couple of old chums. Um, there, there was an, a section we talked about soccer ball, football. Uh, we talked about um, cricket, uh, the, the, the sport you play with a, a leather ball and a, and a, wood, a wooden willow bat. Uh, one of the greatest sports ever created by mankind. So basically, uh, it was a very good chat. And I think you're going to love this little cheeky chappy. He, he's such a lovely guy. Um, what's there not? What, what's there not to like? I mean, he's he, he, David Wallace for the for God's sake in the office for starters. I mean, my previous chat with uh, Sinead Williams, Sinead Williams, Sinead Matthews. Thank you very much. Who it was wonderful on the show. But you can go back and listen to that episode. We spoke about Andy Buckley at some length, actually, and David Wallace and and the Office, the American uh, workplace, an American workplace. It's on Netflix now. I've been just living crap out of it during lockdown to just keep me going. And um, although it does tail off after um, Will Will Farrell, well, Will Farrell isn't it? But Steve Carell, when Steve Carell leaves, it kind of it does a bit of a nosedive, and I, and I don't mind. I don't mind saying that. I think most people will probably agree with me. It's got its high. It's got some highs in it, but I think it just loses its uh, energy and its and its. I don't know its soul when Carell leaves. So, but the one thing that I always used to love was seeing Andy Buckley come on uh, the character David Wallace. I used to absolutely love it whenever he was in there he really possessed that role you know like that sort of fatherly head of the company trying to keep it together while steve carell um uh, michael scott's michael scott throws another i don't know what you call it really a stick in the the spoke i mean who doesn't love that show it's unbelievable the way that they took it from a a loved a, a british loved sort of almost I suppose if not more than 40 towers if that's possible or have I just opened the the Pandora's box of debate the office versus 40 towers I don't know um I would probably I probably prefer the office um for, for any of you out there I suppose it's one of those programs that came along when it, I, I can't remember how old I was I must have been about 18 or so and it was just encompassed everything I'd ever experienced working with other people. And I, who hasn't worked with, with someone like a Dwight Schrute? You know, who, who hasn't worked with someone like that? Oh, my God. I mean, not even worked with. I, I, I see people like that in everyday life. I've worked around them, these people. Oh, my God. They're everywhere, you know. And I, I, love, uh, I love it. And if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Dwight Schrute, just go, and go to YouTube and just type it in. Dwight Schrute, The Office. It's some of the funniest. It's some of the funniest uh, comedy work you'll ever you'll ever experience. 
And uh, yes, yeah, so Andy, Andy and I un- unpack it for you. And we talk at length about The Office and his journey, of course, which is a very, very, it's an odd one. It's a really odd one. It's like, you're going to enjoy it. I was uh, surprised by his, his journey. But anyway, yeah, look, uh, before I go, uh, do check out somedaysatdiamonds.co.uk. That's somedaysatdiamonds.co.uk. That is, of course, the website where you can check out um, the Limehouse podcast episodes. You can check out the uh, Limehouse blog. My short film, The Name, is up there, which I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy. It's about sort of dark comedy, about discovery. And there's also a comedy pilot up there. And, and music that I've written. So there's plenty to be getting on with. And it's all for free. And the way I see it is it kind of, it's a way of, of you, um, I don't know, getting uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, giving me something back after I bring you all these beautiful interviews for absolutely nothing. God, I wish I was on radio. Just like, just be able to go. And now the news with Michael Flatley. Well, what, Michael Flatley would be pretty good at doing the news if you could get him to stay still for long enough i reckon he'd have like the insane energy you know just just uh, people learn to bear people are in trouble all across the world uh, the forests are burning it's gonna be okay here's the weather yeah you know that kind of thing uh, i doubt it uh, anyway look look after yourself uh, i am currently in the west country on holiday with the family it's absolutely stunning down here uh if i'm honest i wish we were living down here but you do what you do, don't you? It, uh, the West Country, for those of you not from the UK, is um, Cornwall, Devon, Dorset, um, Somerset, where I am, Wiltshire, and all these unreal counties of, of, of truly magnificent beauty, rolling hills. You know, I'm not talking about massive mountains and what have you, and great big rolling rivers. I'm just talking about natural, very subtle, charming beauty that really talks to your to your soul and, and relaxes you and uh, just reminds you that there's something bigger than you going on and we better look after it. Are you doing your bit to look after this planet of ours? Huh? Are you? Good way of doing that is just cut down meat. Why don't you just stop eating meat for a little bit? Huh? It's a good idea. I, I, I just do it. Just stop eating meat. It's a really good way of... Uh, if you're worried about how, how do I do my bit to save the planet, just sh- stop eating meat for a bit or just cut it, cut it out. Go and watch Cowspiracy on Netflix. Anyway, look after yourselves and I'll see you soon. Enjoy Andy Buckley, a.k.a. David Wallace. <laughs> Hey, William. Yo, yo. <laughs> How's it going, Andy? How's it going? How How are your babies? <laughs> they're cool. Like, they're good. Um, one of them's the, just uh, the, the youngest one, Ray, has just started teething. So she was chundering, puking up everywhere, um, which was fun. You know, one of those projectile kind of fountain of um, puke everywhere. Um right. Do you know the, the kind that get caught in the bra and they, 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 it's like the reservoir of, of rejected breast milk in the bra. It's, it's, it's quite something. They're actually, bras are very watertight. Um, and then um, Pearl, my eldest, is, is great. You know, I built her Pearl? up. P-E-L? Uh, Pearl, yeah. P-E-L. Pearl, oh, you get yeah. it. Oh. Beautiful yeah. name. 
It is very pretty. And, and um, your, your younger one, what's I missed the name. Uh, Ray, R-A-E. Yeah, so she's, um, yeah, she's adorable. She, she's got one of those, you know, rolls under her neck, loads of fucking baby roll. And um, she's got like, oh, it's all red and grubby underneath. And um, <laughs> so many rolls you can't get in to clean the clean crap it. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Grubby is a good word. Yeah, it really is. It's quite a British word, I think, grubby, I think. I don't know. Well Maybe done. Well done. Bravo, I think. Bravo. But then again, we've stolen that from another country. But um, enough of me. What about you? How are you doing? You're looking very athletic. That's just, I, I'm, I got, I got my, I got like five of these Adidas. I got a couple of black ones, blue one, a couple of blue ones, you know, the Adidas track suit yeah. i got my just basic basic sweatpants on yeah. literally my wife wants to kill me because i i i that's it that's what i wear um every day and it's uh <laughs> it's not, it's i'm not one of those guys that got in great shape during the quarantine i enjoyed my ice cream and everything and, but i gotta yeah. start getting getting back into shape um but you look great man you look great for like i don't know when i, I think when you i first was aware of you was the office and that would have been more i don't know how many years ago that would have been that was like 10 12 you know what's ir- ironic is uh i wasn't on the first season but yeah. 16 years ago today so i saw this on a post of someone uh it aired the first episode aired 16 okay. years ago today uh so that's kind of and then i guess i didn't show up until the next year yeah it showed up in like february of 2006 so 15 years ago yeah god it's um, crazy it holds up so damn well as well doesn't it because i started binging it um but it, it's it's crazy to think how well it holds up up, up even not just up to season seven isn't it it's so strong and, and you know what's so wild is um it's funny my wife is is working with steve today she's an acting coach okay and she, right. uh, uh and she she generally just behind you know off our off our garage she has her studio people come and uh and just coach with her there um some people a couple people she goes to their houses but uh there's one person that she's on the set with uh often and 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 it's jennifer aniston um on that morning that thing the morning show on apple tv yeah 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 she's doing um, really well in that isn't she yeah yeah it's uh yeah my my wife is is, uh, is is very good at what she does. She's really a terrific. She loves it, and you know, and and is great at it. Um, and uh, and yeah, and it's Jennifer's great in the show. Um, but anyway, they have a, she and Steve have a bunch of scenes today, so it's right. kind of funny. I'm like, say hello, yeah, say hello it, to his old boss. It's it's funny, um, isn't it? It's funny. Like I I I love the idea of a, a, having. I love the idea of being um, an actor and just having a coach there. Because like TV and film, you can get you, you can do that kind of stuff on stage. Forget it. Like, well, oh, you, you get, might yeah, be able no. to, but like, and it's not. I wouldn't imagine it's a very British thing, because um, you know you have people that are, are uh, and it, and, it, and it doesn't happen all the time here. Um, but it's it's really wild. Uh, just and I say like British because people are so trained. Uh, you know, like there's in general. Um, yeah, there's the odd one that's not as as a, like formally trained. But um, uh, but but yeah, over here, you know, you have. But I mean, my goodness, Jen Rand has been winning awards in acting, and she's great. And but it's uh, you know, it's not her, it's not her wheelhouse of 
easy romance. You know, like she's perfect. You yeah. know, she doesn't need anything for that. that you know, she's great at that in her sleep. But, but it's uh, it's really wild. Even I bet even with that, like my wife could be helpful. Like she's everybody she's worked with, and you know some people have won Oscars and did different yeah. awards. And uh, certainly every time I work with her, even on things that I think, ah, come on, I don't need your help on this. This is like, it's yeah. it's like yeah. the things I tend to do. Um, she's super helpful, so it's uh, it's wild. But yeah, I think it, I think it is a uh, it's helpful. And if you're the you know you're carrying a show and all that, like it's just it's it's a good comfort some people don't like definitely it. like I, I i i oh my god like to have that because yeah like you said carrying a show and then you can yeah. at least you've got someone you can go to like to relieve some of that pressure you can share the pressure together but it's, it's quite interesting because as you explaining that i had this image of rocky's trainer from like the first two rockies yeah. what's his goddamn name i can't Burgess Meredith, the great Burgess Meredith. Mick, yeah, what, i'm bleeding but, mick cut me yeah, yeah, it's like I can Rock imagine. Rock. <laughs> like You're Jennifer a Aniston. pound greasy Italian tank. Run over him, Rocky. <laughs> Give him hell. Yeah. I'm like, I can imagine Jennifer Women Aniston doing that. I saw I saw that a bunch of times. <laughs> no shit, really? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Man, that film is the like I I I don't think there's such a thing as a bad Rocky movie. Um, like they're all totally fantastic. But my point was like I can just imagine Jennifer Aniston running back into the corner to your wife, going, "What do you think? What do you think?" And you know, takes out her mouthpiece. Like, yeah, mm. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, what what what, dude? Where did you start? Like, where were you? Where were you born? Where were you raised? And when did they? I don't know the performing kind of kick in as yeah it were. uh you know it's it's funny and i'm just gonna real quick just tell my wife because i told her i was starting this at 11 and she's heading out so i'm just gonna yell to her okay do it, do it, do it. yeah well two seconds here this is a advertisement break from zero percent heineken brought to you by the limehouse podcast zero percent alcohol is effective and useless at the same time. Enjoy. Or don't. I mean, I am. It's great. I love it. It was established in 1873. So, I mean, that's a good year for Debussy fans. Hey, eh? Claire de Lune. And um, it is actually brewed uh, in Edinburgh. And the Scots are the best. But ironically, love a drink. All right, sorry. I'm back. What are you doing? You're doing back. a monologue there, what are you? I was, yeah. I was just, I was doing an advert for Heineken zero percent. Oh. I like, it, it, it is so damn good. Zero percent alcohol, literally over the past year or two, has just gone good. It's just, it's insane. It's, it's so funny, like how so shit there's it used no, to be. no alcohol in it, and it's just the taste that you like. That's it, dude. And I think oh. I've got this gut thing we were talking about. I think I've got it now. I think I'm gonna. Well, it's gonna. Now, slowly, now you're you know. gonna. Now you're gonna lose it. Yeah, yeah. Or my mind. Yeah, my belly or my mind. Well, it's, you know, just pour a little shot of vodka <laughs> in something every once in a while. Yeah. Um. So you, yeah. Where Where did you grow up? So, um, well, I don't. Some would say I haven't. No. Uh, I. You know, <laughs> I'm from outside of uh, outside of Boston. You know, Irish Irish family, yeah, although yeah. you know only four kids, so I don't know if that counts. It's a family yeah. officially Irish. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, so suburbs of Boston, but uh, growing up, um, we spent some time in, in all, all suburbs, but outside of St. Louis for a couple of years, Chicago for a couple of years, back to Boston. Uh, and then when I was just, uh, when I was in middle school, eighth grade, we moved to South Florida. Uh, and all that was okay. my dad had gotten, he switched companies, then he got transferred. And with the South Florida move was, uh, my folks liked the warm weather. And my dad had gone out uh, like on his own so he could live anywhere. Uh, and, and it was, a, I mean, it's, it's, it's really wild as you know, I'm a dad, you're a dad. As you get older, you start thinking about your, your uh, parents and whatnot. And I have a 15 year old son and a 10 year old son. And it's like, yeah, you know, what would your folks do in this situation? But uh, they, he was he was quite, uh, you know, forward thinking in that, hey, my folks like the warm weather, certainly. But then also yeah. he he had been a college uh, Ivy, like in the Ivy League basketball player. Um, and he was young. You know, he was a you know, he was like a year younger than everybody. Um and that was one thing that he always thought like, oh man, if I just had that extra year in high school, I, you know, maybe I could have, not that he would have played in the NBA, but he just right, you know, for sure. played more. But, but uh, he actually moved it. We moved down to South Florida. So my older brother, uh, one of the reasons my older brother was a very good uh, athlete, uh, specifically a, a quarterback in the, in the American football. Um, and wow, then I, okay. was a, I was a golfer. Uh, so I got to play year round. And in in his case, my brother's case, he got to compete against. Uh, I mean, basically, you have much better, you know, a, a bigger supply of much better athletes in places like Florida, Texas, California. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you have some great athletes in in Massachusetts and you know other spots, but sort of that those those areas are uh, so Very so competing. Then. It was it was sports focused and and I guess technically weather focused. You know, by it was after this, there was a horror, the worst sort of blizzard until I'm sure the last couple of years have been some terrible ones in 1977. Yeah, midnight I am, you know, and we, and so they're like, all right, that's it. Let's, can we move? How do we move to Florida? How do we make it happen? <laughs> and they figured it out. And, and, and it, you know, it worked out great uh, golf wise for me. It, you know, it was a big advantage. And I ended up, that helped me get into college. My brother, you know, same thing. I mean, he, he was a much better. Uh, I mean, he played at, at Stanford, which is a big school out here and a big football school. And he got to. Well, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So and he never he never like made it, in, you know, in the NFL or anything. But I mean, he, he so he got to play at a very high level at a great school. Yeah. And so um, but that's uh, that's like the quick skinny. Uh, I went there to, to Stanford to golf. Um, can I you tell me how, how what was it like moving can you remember that because it's just that, that that move you described there just what's it what's it, is it the John Voight movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman where they they um is it Midnight, Midnight Cowboy? Cowboy yeah yeah like that just popped into my head you know I can just see you as a family just like you know, obviously you, none of you are like dying of a terminal disease but you know it's like um you're coming down to to southern Florida yeah it, I mean awesome. it, it was uh we were I mean I was close with my brother uh because you know it and I could keep up athletically with guys his age. He was a couple of years older. Um, and, and so that was always, I mean, we, so we would just go down and play at the park. You know, you get to some new town, you go down with a couple of baseball gloves and a bat and, yeah. or, you know, or a football, you know, whatever, whatever the season is. Um, and you, you know, you kind of meet people quickly and make friends quickly and stuff. And um, then we have a younger, uh, my younger sister, uh she's five years younger and then my younger brother is six years younger so they they would hang out together uh when they were younger so it was 
I, you know, it's funny. I didn't find it so bad. I, I mean, I, I don't know why. Uh, I mean, what, we kind of, before we even moved to, to St. Louis, we had moved two or three times within Boston, you know, like the, the suburbs that we moved from one to another. And, uh, so what did I, your dad do? He just ran from bill collectors. Uh, no, he, oh. he was a, uh, <laughs> no, he was great. What a story. Let's get into that. Yeah. He uh, no, but he he was a he was an insurance started off like selling insurance, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was the kind of the reason for the moving. And uh, but to your question of like why me and acting, it's funny. I started when I was literally like I don't know eight years old, nine, ten years old in school in this one school in um, in Chicago. So no, I would have been I would have been ten or eleven. The big thing was uh, one you know summer after my. Uh, what's my freshman year in, in um, high school there was it was a rainy day I wasn't golfing that day and I just stayed home and happened to just flip on a movie uh, that I you know I, I didn't know anything about it and just watched it uh, and it was East of Eden the James Dean movie oh well there you go man um, and that was <laughs> it that was like I was I was I was hooked I, I caught it like at the beginning credits it's funny I think I missed I missed his name at the beginning so at the end I'm sticking around like who is this guy James Dean <laughs> I call my dad. I mean, the I mean, it was just incredible. I was, yeah. you know, your typical confused teenager at fifteen. Oh, angst. And, um, and I call my dad like, "Who's this James Dean guy? You ever heard of him?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've heard of him." Uh, <laughs> he did like three and, movies that changed yeah, the world. Changed the world, exactly. Yeah, it's, I can't wait to show him to my so my older guy's fifteen now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was it. And then I started doing plays in high school and uh, and loved it and. Uh, you know, but still golfed and studied and blah blah blah. And was you know, so was that was that yeah. like the the cornerstone then? I guess was was seeing Dean doing his his that, thing. That was that was definitely it. Um, I also yeah. saw that same year, sometime in the fall. I don't know when, but I had already I had already done a play uh, in school. And the second I hit the, this high school play, like you know, I it was some mystery and I was like the, the mysterious doctor with the goatee and what I would hypnotize people. It was called web of murder. Uh, and I forget the, the doctor's name, but I mean the second, like I hit the stage during like the preview for the school assembly or whatever, it was the, it was like the greatest feeling ever. Uh, and then so I was kind of hooked with that. Um, and uh, and then it was just a blast. But but then a, a, another movie I saw that that fall, so four or five months after East of Eden, was Ordinary People. Uh, oh, the great. Tim Hutton, you know, uh, Sutherland and Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. And all that. Jesus, and I haven't was, seen that you know, in that years. Yeah, God, so, that's two, that's two, so cool. To uh, you know, crazy confused teenager, you know, brilliant. Did you movie. see that in the cinema or was uh, the Ordinary People? Uh, the East of Eden was just at home, you know, yeah, on a Saturday afternoon thing. But, uh, yeah, no, Ordinary People was at the theater. I stayed twice to, to watch it. Like I saw the five o'clock and the seven o'clock or, you know, whatever. Do you, what is that? Show. It's so funny, isn't it? Because I, I was chatting to a, a guy last night, a British actor, and I, I didn't get a chance to say it. But I, um, I, I had that because I've done a little bit of acting, not a lot, but enough. And I've, I've definitely did it at school and wanted to pursue it, but never got the opportunity. And I tell you what, man, I was watching Goodfellas about two years ago somewhere. I, I don't know. I think we were in, in the West Country or something um, down in Somerset. And 
oh my god i got that urge again like that unbelievable urge to 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 want to know what that guy's doing what is robert de niro doing there or and like how's he doing how that is affecting me in such a way that i want to do it and it's um it was so cool, so strange because i haven't had that since but but it also took me straight back to when i was a kid when i was watching the box or watching a play or something and it was just something that was very much in me and like do you can you can you still get that feeling from time to time like oh that's why i want to do this oh sure yeah yeah um because it's still oh, a job at the end of the day so some people you know might just see it as a job as opposed to like a, a i don't know like a passion yeah it's i mean it's funny and certainly at times it's like life takes over and it's like oh crap okay you know and and uh and you get my you know your wife but you get kids and you got all these things to do you know in in life um but it's uh but then a when i'm getting to do it um there's you know many many times when it's just uh it's it's just a blast i mean it's fantastic to get to you know do do the avenue five show i'm doing now um, yeah you know with i mean some there's so many so many like fantastic actors british and, and american right um, yeah and uh, and that's a treat or just you know you get to act um I got to do some episodes of Shameless and all my scenes were basically with Bill Macy and he's such a magnificent <laughs> um, guy and, and then just a magnificent guy to get to act with. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is a blast. You know, let alone uh, all, you know, act, I mean, you to act with Steve Carell or Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I mean, there's just so oh, I've, I've really the list is endless. great, great people. But then also, yes, very, very much to get to watch, uh, you know, when you're watching some, I mean, I, uh, Ozark, I love that show Ozark. And my God, every right. single yeah. person on that yeah. show, it's every, like to, <laughs> down to the person that has two lines, like they're fantastic. It's Cost amazing. It's good. Yeah. I was, I, I actually got, it was so funny. I was, a. Uh, I had just finished the second season when I was over in uh, London two years ago and, uh, and got invited friends of ours from here in the States, but they're from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a couple of friends of theirs were kind enough to like, they, they said, Hey, incl- can you try and include Andy in a couple of, you know, things, uh, dinners or whatever. And they, and they were great. She was, she was super nice and, uh, and did that. And, and I went to one of them and it was funny and it, it was sort of an artist community or whatever. And one of the, the gal, Julia, uh, Julia, Julia, um, from, uh, Ruth Langmore is her character name. Um, yeah from Ozark happened to be there. It was one of these you know, crazy weird things where she was in the UK for three days and knew somebody and she was yeah. there. And, and I like went nuts and like, holy <laughs> shit, you're freaking Ruth Langmore. It was crazy. I just, I like tackled her. Yeah. Her it, night. But it was, uh, but, but anyway, it's, it's yeah, definitely inspiring. Yeah, so, no, you know, no, sometimes no. when you see, when you see people. Oh, for sure, man. Like, like why, like why I um try to get, get this, chat going with you is because i absolutely you know i I think it is there's like a a chemistry that happens uh sometimes you know i I guess it's quite rare um that where the the character on the screen just gets you uh not gets you but uh, you know it it does something to your ticker like it makes you laugh it it does something to your soul or it makes you cry whatever and um and then that's when the magic happens that's when you don't see them necessarily as humans you see them as kind of like these deities or at least some people do um and i guess doing this podcast over the years i've learned to sort of go they chill out they're just human beings they're they're not actual gods you know but um 
it, it's so it's just so it is cool man i get it i get what the story is that's fine yeah okay god <coughs> god god buckley please yeah. bless me oh my Give, god yeah you know uh, no that's uh yeah it's it's uh which is also one of the things about getting to like work with with people like that it's really a, a treat um gotcha and um just to go back a bit like where so you you're kind of like sports is, is is ebbing away a bit um when does that kind of yeah so i was so i, I golfed all through uh uh high school um and that was i mean that very much helped me I, and i became a very good golfer and uh, you know i was like a and was recruited by certain you know different some of the golf schools and and yeah. and, uh, and went to stanford like to play golf and was on the golf team the first year year and a half and then i had started getting interested in other things acting being one and and you know was not as interested in golf anymore and um mm -hmm. and so i just kind of fell off the team after um the uh kind of in the middle of the second year um and uh and, you know and, but and then started acting more finished school uh yeah. had, i would come down to la in the summers i even took one uh, uh semester uh, although Stanford's on a, what's called a quarter system. So I took off a quarter, but took off basically a semester and came down and lucked into getting my, my SAG card, which was great. Cause that's always, okay. A and then, uh, but then moved to New York after, uh, after I, uh, graduated and, and started studying with a, a guy from the neighborhood playhouse and, uh, you know, and it was fantastic and took voice classes with a different person and, and some movement yeah. classes and it wasn't like i was in at juilliard or something like that i was kind of, yeah. sort of piecing together uh something and would do little after a year or two was doing little plays and um uh, and then you know it's interesting I moved out to los angeles uh after three years in new york and uh you know I, an engineer i wasn't for whatever reason like i wasn't so i was definitely getting in my own way i wasn't so motivated yeah. Uh, I was kind of meandering around. Uh, I'm sure I was talking myself out of things, so I wasn't really risking or putting myself out there. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, but yeah, I don't think I wanted to. You know, I, I just sort of. Um, so I guess I don't know. I didn't have the confidence, or you know, whatever it was. I didn't have the life experience really. Um, and uh, and consequently, for the next seven or eight years, you know, that's basically what my acting career was it wasn't it wasn't much occasionally i would do some um you know little small guest star coaster you know like a couple times yeah, 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 yeah. get to work for a few days and that was about it and i was sort of kidding myself into J thinking jobbing man jobbing what's it called jobbing are you jobbing actor like get, get, getting getting you know you're earning your crust right trying to figure things out i guess it's yeah and i guess it's more like i was trying to figure things out in in life um but I uh, and then and then uh, my wife and I. It's funny. I, I'd seen Swingers. Uh, this is way back when. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! These guys they made this thing for you know this amount of money and yeah. All right. And I got very inspired to to make this one movie that I about like you know sort of a ensemble, big chill type thing. But you know people are much younger and it's about a wedding. But it's sort of that at one house about a wedding, ten actors. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and that you know that uh ultimately went went pretty well but i didn't end up as vince vaughn you know i wasn't like <laughs> yeah um but it 
And then at the end of that, so this is like, I'm in my, I don't know, my early thirties, I guess I um, like, all right, shit. And uh, I guess I got to come up with something else. And, and my wife, uh, Nancy had started, um, she was doing something else, but she had started coaching and she's like, yeah, yeah. Just, why don't you just get away from it for a while. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and so I, and we were getting, we so were, were you, was this like, were you kind of like pr- approaching some sort of crisis? Was it like kind of, this is, this has got to start working a little bit in my, more in my favor or I'm, I'm fucking out of here or I'm picking up the golf clubs again or something. It was, well, yeah. Ah, if only it were the golf club. The, um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was definitely like, and it was more her uh, doing uh, and me finally wising up and listening, but her saying, you know, you got your life is not, you can't just be waiting for the phone to ring and hope that, oh, someone's mm-hmm. going to hire you for the guest star spot on some, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever the shows, who's the boss or what, you know, whatever the shows were then. For sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. And it's, um, so it was definitely like, yeah, I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta change it. Um, change it up like drastically. And, uh, so I was looking around for what to do and, and, uh, ended up, uh, cause I hadn't completely like given, given it like, all right, this is it. I'm done. It wasn't, it wasn't that, but it was like, all right, I have to do something very drastic. And I, and anyway, I, I ended up, uh, ironically, cause I had never paid attention to it with what my dad did at, uh, Merrill Lynch as, you know, a stockbroker or a financial oh. advisor, uh, okay. which is kind of funny. Um, and they, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they, they it's what, it's a program where they hire, they, they hire, uh, they don't hire everybody but they hire a fair amount of people. And, you know, within a year, there's only, you know, 10% of the, of those people are still there. Or maybe just the most gifted Andy, but uh, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> the, guy, the guys who like absolutely have to keep eating. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but no, so it's crazy. So I started there in 2001. Um, and uh, was that in New York? Sorry. Nope, it was here in L- here in LA. Okay, uh, sorry. I have been listening. It's just uh, you know, you say two thousand one, and and I was thinking we were no, thinking about exactly. Boston, New York earlier. I was thinking shit nine eleven. So yeah, and I was gonna say, and I started like in mid November, so it was two months after nine eleven. So it was, Ooh, okay. um, uh, so it wasn't wasn't like I uh, started and then, um, but uh, so yeah, so I so I started there, uh, and loved it. I mean, kind of from. The get-go it was great you know i enjoyed it uh quite a bit and um so over the next four years like that's yeah four plus years that's all i did you got um, your security back like you got some self-worth you got security you felt like a got a man like it's so fucking yeah. important like the vulnerability was gone right basically it's like the, the the thing that fascinates me is this iron this concrete block has descended in your life that is finance and you've got that stability which is great but but clearly we know what you then went to achieve so what what happened what so, the fuck happened the wall came down and you were just yeah, like no, hey, you know what? it was it was um it was uh it was just uh, there's been so many lucky things really that's a huge part of it uh and then also that preparation opportunity opportunity you know preparation and luck you know opportunity and what is it? Opportunity and preparation and luck, you know, equal success. But yes. Uh, so, so I, so I was at Merrill Lynch from, you know, and, and I stayed at Merrill Lynch throughout the whole run of the office. Like I was there from 2001 to 2012. I wasn't really in the office much 
2012, but that's when I officially left at the very end. I, and I got partners when I started getting busy uh, on the office that were doing the bulk of the work. And frankly, they were much more seasoned advisors and much, frankly, better at it than I was. And, um, so hang on, you, you, were, you were working and doing yeah. the office? Yeah, because I, I, okay. um, I was never, you know, I was never on, um, it wasn't like I was a regular, I was never a regular on, on the office. Uh, and it wasn't like I was one of the people like, you know, Meredith or Stanley or Phyllis. Sure, but know. very memorable. When you when you were in scenes, it was like, oh, that's that guy. You know, it's the handsome CEO or whatever the fuck, you know, and it's like, it's that guy. It, that, that's it's so funny. Say, who were you on the office? I, I always say the handsome <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Andy. I gotta yeah. add that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. And and he was often referred to. You have David Wallace on the phone, but I, like I wasn't there. They just said the name. Um, <laughs> and that's um, so weird, though. So, so he was a bigger presence than I don't know. I, I don't even think I, I I did like all not even forty episodes, just under that of two hundred. Um, yeah. So it's like you know, and everybody else was in you know two hundred or. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, you're a core figure, man. Like, you know, I don't know whether you're doing yourself a disservice here or you just you just generally don't give a shit. But it's just like, <clears> you know, you're definitely a core like element of that show. And people would be like, oh, that's that guy. You know, my, I was that, talking to my Oh, no, yeah. No, no, yeah. it's it's funny. No, no. I, I, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I was sort of like the normal, the normal guy that, you know, made it believable that Steve could, that Michael Scott could actually be running a branch <laughs> and blah, blah, like, okay, all yeah. right, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, but, I, but so I was, so I was at Merrill Lynch was there, um, with my wife and I, we got, you know, engaged, we got married, we had our first son. Um, and then, uh, as, as great luck would have it, it was two things. She had started teaching her acting class. Um, she prior to that for the previous four or five years, she was just one-on-one -on -one with people and just getting it going, like starting, you know, around 1998 or 2000 or thereabouts. And, um, yeah. And, um, and, and, uh, but, and, and so I was going to her class, um, which was really funny. You know, she had seven people and I was like, Hey, I'll be the eighth guy. You have scene partners. Everybody gets, you know, two and two and two. Uh, yeah. so it was during that time in the sort of like the summer and into the fall of 2005, um, where I kind of redeveloped my love of acting and, but it wasn't like a needy thing, like, oh crap, I gotta get a job. Like I had a job, I had like I had clients, I had this, you know, little, you know, business, if you will, is what they call it. I guess yeah. technically. And and um and we had our son. I mean, you know, it was it was a um it was I mean it was I had a life, if you will. As you as you said, you know, like you suddenly you can walk around like, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a man or I'm some got, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the pressure's off. I mean, that that yeah. that is what your parents always tell you: make sure you get a, a, a something you can fall back on. And there's that's a reason for that. But anyway, do carry and on, no, so. and it so that was and uh, and so then that was and it was crazy. So then, literally in uh, October of two thousand five, uh, I run into the uh, the woman who casts the office Allison Jones who's my patron saint has you know right. changed my life dramatically not it, obviously with the office but she's also put me in she casts Veep she casts Avenue Five oh, ten sweet. ten other things you know or eight other things. Allison she's like Buckley what are you doing I'm like oh, I'm a stockbroker I'm married I got a kid like I, I don't know I guess I've grown up or something and 
says, Buckley, I think you're the right guy. You should come audition to play the CFO. Do you watch The Office? Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, you'd be, you're the, the guy in New York. You're like the finance guy, the CFO, and, and they'll like that you're like a finance guy. And So then I work on the audition with my wife. All the old feelings start coming back. I'm sitting there in the waiting room and there's six other guys that are kind of just sort of like me, you know, they're, you know, <laughs> and all the that. negative voices in your heads. Um, but so, so anyway, I, I was able to get all of that out of my head and then just go back to the acting of like, you know, your previous moment, what are you doing at the beginning of this? Why are you there? All that. Yeah. Circumstances. Your wife's, your wife's voice starts. Her voice you know, started. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and I wasn't like, you know, I had to get back to a client, you know, I'm looking at my watch and I kind of crap, I'm waiting a while. I got to get back there. And, uh, and so I just went in and had fun with a couple of scenes and did what I, you know, intended. And, uh, and then it was great. Like, the, you know, it was Michael Shore who was in the room with Alice and just the two of them. And, uh, but then she calls me the next day. She's like, yeah, they're going to hire you. They're going to give you gray your hair a little and give you glasses. <laughs> and then it was just, you know, it was magnificent. I was so, I was excited. And what scene did you do? Can you remember? Like, yeah, yeah, no, it was great. It was, uh, so it was the, the episode was the Valentine's Day episode okay. um, where it comes out, like they're all supposed to be presenting, the branch managers are supposed to be presenting the numbers to the new CFO, uh, me. And, uh, yeah. and it, when it comes out that Michael and Jan have slept together and, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and it was, uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was, and he had this like, little movie, you know, lazy, not lazy Scranton, but you know, day in the life of the Scranton branch. I mean, it was, yeah, it was really, it was great. It was so fun. Um, but it was, you know, like the first half of the day, I went to Merrill Lynch, you know, here in Century City, where the office was and or still is. Yeah. And uh, and then at lunchtime, I like, all right, I, you know, I went over to to Dunder Mifflin, and. Um, and it, you know, it was it was a blast. And great, luckily, uh, I get. I mean, luck, well, um, but it was great. That was it. And that was it. Was, that was was there an awful lot of improvisation, or was it sort of more uh, heavily scripted? No, you know what? No, none. Um, yeah. It's wild. It's uh, that's a, a a question people wonder. And uh, no, I, I'd say ninety eight percent of it is like on the page, as they say. And Sweet. Um, yeah, you know, it's Steve. Steve would do it do it different, act it differently, slightly yeah. uh, every time, which I guess is something they learned from, uh, it's a second city TV where he trained in Chicago. It's all about just coming up with a new way. And I mean, every every scene I ever did with Steve was like that. He would, even if it's slightly different, sometimes it's yeah. drastically different, but it's all the same words, um, which is really wild. Did you crease up a lot? Did you on set? Did Was there oh. time for that? Did you get shit if you did or? I, uh, no, I constantly would laugh. Yeah, constantly. I mean, you know, it's hard not to with with him. He's uh, um, I mean, he's just so you know, he's so funny. Um, he's a he's and, a tour uh, force. I, yeah, I would I would luckily I'd be able to get out of it by saying, guys, I'm I'm just a stockbroker here. I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just doing this is a side gig. It's a side hustle. <laughs> um, um, but no, I, you know, very much so. I would always laugh, um, and it's crazy that would happen to me. All, I mean, I, all the time with Steve, as the years progressed on the show, and I got to be in scenes with like Rain or with Ed Helms or, Man, yeah, you know, or Pam, you know, um, Jenna Fisher. She's she's pretty darn funny. But they, uh, but yeah, I would always, uh, and I mean, it's funny on um, on Veep, I would laugh too. 
Tony Hale. I had I I only had one scene with him, and I mean I think I burst out laughing the first six takes. He's just he's so funny. <laughs> and then I yeah. finally kept it together for a couple, and they said, "All right, that's it. That's all we're going to get out of Buckley." Who was the most the warmest to you? I suppose. Um, you know, a everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, and it's one of those things like, uh, and Steve sets the tone. He's like the an exceptionally lovely, nice guy, just a dad. Yeah. Uh, he's not, he's not, a, he doesn't joke around and like, you know, he's not a goofball or whatever, uh, or like, uh, but uh, you know, obviously funny as heck, but just kind and warm. Um, and yeah. the first three or four years, all my scenes were with our first two or, you know, whatever, they were all with him basically, right. except the odd when I had the party at my house and, um, but, uh, so really ev everybody, um, the people that I'm, that I, I mean, I used to see Steve, our kids were at the same school for a little bit and Creed, I've started to see Creed a little bit. He's, <laughs> His character is fucking insane. <laughs> Love it's it. so funny. He's, he's great. And, and you know, I mean, obviously you, I'm sure, you know, like he was in the sixties, he was like, had a rock band, the grassroots and they were. No, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Don't oh. know anything about him. Oh, so he, I mean, what a. Uh, a magnificent, lovely guy. And, and this is the thing about this show. It's, I mean, it's changed so many lives. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody really, but um, Creed, I mean, it certainly has changed mine. Um, and from this, like all these, all these other parts I've gotten to do or all because of this. I mean, you know, some I had right. to for, et cetera, but some yeah. they get the guy from the off. Like I got to be in Jurassic world for, right. you know, dad for like you know five minutes or whatever and it was all because colin trevorrow um who, who wrote it and directed it and directed the the latest one and was just a big office fan he's like let's right. get the creed was in a band called the grassroots <laughs> yeah to, to equate it in the, in the 60s like I, I don't even know what band you'd equate it to but they had they had two or three hit songs like you know i don't know if they were number one but certainly like Top five or yeah. ten, one of them, you know, sha la 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 live for today. It's in a lot of okay. like 60s Vietnam movies or whatever. Um, okay. And I mean, he would tell these stories about, oh man, we were opening for the doors. I guess they opened for the doors a bunch of times on yeah. at the Roxy on Sunset and and talking about like outside dropping acid with Jim Morrison <laughs> before he would go on. And all, right. he, I mean, he lived like this crazy like rock star, you know not the level of the stones or whatever, but you know, like they played, they, I don't know if they played Wembley stadium, but they played the, uh, so anyway, and then, you know, and then he hit hard times. And I mean, frankly, I, I don't know, he might've been homeless at one point or I don't know, or he was living in a friend's garage yeah. sort of thing. And on the show, he was initially, he was a background guy. Like they had your Phyllis and Oscar and all that, but then they had a couple other desks and they hired him as, you know, as, as an extra, you know, as like a background guy. Uh, was there and then for like uh, you know the first five or six episodes and then the second season I think they gave him a line and then there was one episode where and maybe this was in the first season uh, I kind of forget where where it was the decision was okay somebody's getting fired and it was either going to be one guy like within the show Steve had right yeah, it was yeah, yeah this guy or it was Creed and like the one guy came in and gave his pitch and then Creed came in and gave his pitch why, you know, you should fire the other guy. Um, and I, and he did great in that, uh, in those couple of scenes. Yeah. And like, we got to start using this guy more. He's I great. Know. His lines are incredible. 
Yeah. Man, they're like literally. Like, he, I think he's only ever got like maybe two lines, you know, ever. But yeah. it's like they are. There's when he's acting boss, right, for one episode or whatever it yeah. is. It's hysterical. But like he's literally, you know, be on the camera for five seconds and just say something like, you know, I murdered my cat. You know, or something yeah. like that. And you're just shitting yourself. It's so funny. And like, that is a gift. That is such a profound gift. Faked my own death 10 years ago for the insurance. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, he's great. But he, but so it was for me. So, and I, you know, I was like that too. I mean, I, so I did my one episode and that was it. And it was like fun and a novelty. And like, you know, people in my Merrill Lynch office were like, it did now, did, did I see you on TV last night? Were you on TV last night? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I did. This. But then the big season three, the big finale was when I'm interviewing everyone and we're hiring someone to come to corporate. Uh, and that's the thing where, uh, you know, Jim is there and, and then he goes and at the end and he says, you know, hey, are you free for dinner tonight? You know, then it's a date. And then, you know, the you know, Jim yeah, and yeah. begin their their thing. And um but that was that that was such a blast of an episode, um, and um, and we ended up hiring Ryan. When I looked at the camera, when 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 Pam uh, when Jan Levinson Gould says, "Is it because of these?" And she pulls up the and, you know, I say it's not, and then I like look at the camera for like to you know to get it on record legally. No, it's not. It's not. You know, like and it just yeah, sort of yeah. came out of the moment, which was fun. But I kind of thought at that point, I'm like, oh shit, when this. So we're bringing BJ, you know, we're bringing Ryan to corporate. I guess I can be on the show a lot, or at least at least more than once or twice a year. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do six or seven episodes. That'll be fun. But that's yeah. still, I just always thought that it was, oh, it's going to be fun. Um, and but like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get other parts in anything else. I wasn't yeah. doing anything. Like I didn't have an agent. Allison would just call me at the Merrill Lynch office. Hey, they're going to use you next, you know. Um, and then and then the next season, season four started like that. Uh, and I did a few of them and then there was a big writer's strike, but I think, and this is the thing I think really helped. They had a convention in Scranton, like Scranton, the town embraced the show, put a lot of, uh, yeah. and, and they put together this convention and I had, uh, completely separate. I was trying to figure out a way to try and like make money through Merrill Lynch and the show. And like, I wonder if there's a Merrill Lynch office in Scranton. Lo and behold, you know, I looked it up. There was, I called. <laughs> Happened, and the guy that answered is like, "Yeah, are you coming to the convention next month?" And I'm like, "What convention?" And he said, "Oh, they're doing a. You should come here, Wallace. You're blah blah blah." He said, "My buddy's putting it on." So he like it was one, of, and I get hooked up. So then I get to go. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that is brilliant! It was yeah, and I so I got to, and, and I think this, I think this made a difference. I got to be around certainly the other actors on the show, but then specifically like the writers were there. Not all yeah. of them, but like you know, at least seven or eight of them of the 12. Yeah. And, uh, and I just like, you know, you kind of just get to know people a little bit. And then I think they kind of saw like some people were like, Oh my God, it's a CFO. It's wall. You know, like they saw the <laughs> yeah. people got a kick out of the character maybe, or whatever. Once, once the writer's strike that had just started right before that ended. So this is 2000. So this is five, six, so this is like the fall of 2006. So like, I don't know, 2007 or eight, somewhere around there when, when the writer's strike ended, when that was season five. My goodness, I was in like half the episode. I was in like, tw that was the Idris Elba year. Yes, um, yeah. I was in like half the episodes. And I mean, a, a major part of each episode I was in, like, you know, we're buying the Michael Scott paper company and the golden ticket idea. 
Yeah, all these yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Holy yeah. crap. And, and that's when I started getting, uh, that season is when I started getting other opportunities uh, to like audition for movies or other TV shows or pilots. And that's when I got partners at Merrill Lynch because it was taking so much time. So the, when you, sorry, go on. Go, yeah, go on no, just that, that was, the thing that was taking the time was the actual opportunity, like trying to, you know, you, you're trying to get on some new TV show. For sure. You got to audition two or three times. And then, so you're putting in the effort to like make sure you're great in the audition. And, and, uh, and so like that took time, which is as opposed to, the, you know, like it wasn't like I was over at Dunder Mifflin five days a week. That was still right. Work, you know? Yeah. But go but, ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. I don't, what, what, it's just I, I strike while the iron's hot whilst my brain's actually got a question in it. Um, what's the transition like then from, from, from TV to film? And when you like, you know, when you're walking on maybe like, you know, a few film sets and stuff, especially when you're, you, you didn't really... Like you've got you know Merrill Lynch or whatever on the on the go that like we discussed the the, the fear yeah. isn't there it's just no fun. It, it is yeah it's not there and it's um and I'm still you know like still dealing with my clients and, and everything and luckily the the part you know having partners made a huge difference because I, I wouldn't have been able to do it and I and I, I went to them and I was like hey guys I, I was friends with them like you know, I got to, I mean, I may have, I may have a chance at like actually creating and acting like a career out of this thing. Can you guys, you guys want to like take over my uh, clients for a while and, you know, for the most part, basically, and, or, you know, help yeah. a huge amount. Um, and it was, uh, and they're like, yeah, man. I mean, cause they knew yeah. that like I, acting was, would, would really be the thing ideally, but it wasn't um, a pipe dream. Yeah, for sure. And it was like shit. It's happening, and I'm getting chances. And and uh, and it was, you know, being on a movie. I mean, being on a movie set uh, is it's really freaking cool. Uh, I mean, like I got to be in the other guys with Will Ferrell and you know, yeah. Walter, Michael Keaton yeah. on the set, and Michael and like I had one scene with him, and he knew who I was. He's like, man, the show's so funny this year. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, um, and uh, the I, I, it was funny that was that was a crazy lucky I mean this is this is the the magic of Allison Jones I had a, a, a so if I drove my wife insane for two months during this like insane uh, more than normal so <laughs> I I had uh, I'll try and make this quick I had auditioned it was like right around the same within the two weeks auditioned for this movie Life as We Know It which is this lovely you know Catherine Heigl Josh Duhamel you know romantic comedy with a you know, uh -huh. Sweet little movie. Greg Berlanti directed it. Um, who's a huge TV guy, and it was his first movie. And um, he's about the most efficient. Like it was wild. Like this guy knows what he wants. He's he's so efficient and a you know, sweet, funny guy. Um, also, but uh, and it was a great. You know, it was a great little, you know, movie. And um, and not a little movie. A Warner Brothers movie, like a studio movie. But it, but um, and I was I auditioned for that. And they and they had hired me and or they were it seemed like they were going to hire me. And then um, and then like the next week and it, the timing, it all happened like within the same week I had auditioned for the other guys. Hmm. And that was fantastic. Like I go in and Adam McKay is a huge fan of The Office. I walk in. The first thing he says is my wife loves you on the show. <laughs> and just instantly any anxiety went away and I was like well I guess I'm hired when do I start Adam you know and the room starts laughing and then like the, the audition just goes great 
uh, from that moment. And, and um, that's what then, dreams are made of, man. It's, it's it's it was it. It was like it was like oh my god. And then um, and then they hire me for and then like you know a month goes by because it's so wild. Like it's he's like my age and at the time finally I had gotten a, a manager to help me with the because uh, I had gotten like a, a recurrent what they call a recurring deal on the office. Still not a regular, but I was getting paid more than I previously had been. Yeah. And uh, but it was uh, it was it was crazy. They hire me for life as we know it. And I'm psyched and this is awesome. Like I'm in a real movie and blah, 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 blah. There's a couple of scenes. Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm excited about that. And then I'm, you know, hoping that the thing with the other guys comes through, you know, my, you know, Will Ferrell and, you know, Walbert, I mean, all the, and Michael Keaton, uh, The Rock and Sam Jackson, I mean, one after the next, after the next. Yeah. And, uh, and then like the next week they, they hire me for that. And we've already said yes to the life as we know it, but then it, there was a conflicting date and it literally turned, it was like, it, it looked like I was not going to be able to be in the other guys because I had already said yes to the first one. Oh, and God. I was like, well, I, can I quit the other one? Like this is Will Ferrell. And I mean, my God, they said, this is like a dream come true. And it's yeah. fantastic. The other movie, blah, blah, blah. And it was great. Um, and, uh, and, and they said, nah, you can't, it's hard, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh man. So I, for the next two months, I tried to see if I could, this is how insane I was, tried to see if the if the life as we know it people would change my schedule. Yeah. And they were very kind, but they're like, yeah, we can't really do that. You got a couple of scenes, but you know, and yeah. that was when I learned how it all works. All that is, and you know, the star schedules and then like yeah. inside, outside and weather, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I, I got, I just, it, I kept sending gift baskets and massages to the set and like, you know, to, I, <laughs> I send the massages after it all worked out, but I was sending gift baskets to, uh, but Alex allowing me to like try and do this and kept telling the other guys, no, no, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. And they were kind enough to wait. And then, um, you know, just absolute crazy luck. Like, you know, there, it yeah. rained more in Atlanta where they filmed life as we know it that year than it ever had. And right. they were able to, change the schedule and I mean my god I burst into tears when I heard like when the guy called me to say Buckley it's your lucky day you were switching your schedule you can do the other movie because it was literally like I had one more day left or they had to move on on the other guys yeah um, so I got I got like a bunch of cakes and I got to eat all of them and, oh um, man man so, so you so when you were clearly when you were on set this was a huge deal for you then like you were psyched to the max Oh my God. I mean, Hey, just like if, if, if the other guys had never been mentioned and I just got to do life as we know it, that would have been spectacular. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like it was, it's, it's Dumel and, and, uh, and Kat and Catherine Heigl, but then like Melissa McCarthy, they were like eight ensemble people and Melissa McCarthy and Rob Hubel and, um, Oh, you know, couple, couple other, you know, and this was like, it was before Melissa was Melissa before bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, which I'm also in for like eight seconds, which yes, is so funny. I mean, it's such yeah, a yeah, yeah. on that set. Um, but no, it's it's like in the, but then when I got to, you know, like being the other guys and like, holy crap, that's Wahlberg and there's Will and holy shit, I'm in a scene with the guy. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was just spectacular and um it, but also it's funny getting to be on uh the Veep set, that was incredible. Um that's genius, isn't it? That right. I, out, I personally think that could be the funniest show in the history of like, I don't know. I, I, 
if it's not, it's easily in the top three, and I think it might be uh, the best. It's just I burst out laughing at that every episode five, six times. It's a it's a it layered a, it's a layered thing, man. It's got multi multiple things going on there. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the dialogue and the way they use swearing and, and it's all, I mean, it's not all, but just about all the same writers on Avenue five. Um, Is that so, Amano Anucci, right? So yeah. you've got like the, the office, which was seeded by a Brit and then you've right, got yeah. Veep, etc. Like that, what I wanted to ask you earlier when I was, um, we were going hell for leather. I was, I was going to ask you whether or not you'd seen the British office and, and whether or not that was even on your radar. I had I had seen it um, um, and and have seen it um, and um, so yes yeah you know what I mean who, who are your writers man who as an actor like who are your writers that you love either people you've worked for or like just films you love uh, well I, I mean um, or you know playwrights I guess Arthur Miller is, is uh, yeah. and, and Lanford Wilson I guess to pick a more slightly more modern one. Uh, I mean, I, uh, and then I guess I, you know, I like David Mamet's even more. I, that was, that was Mamet, that, Mamet's untouchable, man. He's just unreal. Was, it was so fun. I was there. So I was there. So the first season of, uh, or first series, as they say in the UK. Of, yes, uh, thank Abby, you. For, thanks for translating, Andy. There we go. We were there. I mean, like just real, it's, it's so crazy. Well, A, the mammoth thing, it was there when Malkovich was doing that mammoth play where he's basically playing Harvey Weinstein, you know, in London, which I went to see three times specifically because he's such an incredible guy to watch on stage. You can't take your eyes off him and he, and he would, he does it different. He does it slightly different every night. Uh, There's always something slightly different. It's fun to watch. I, I used to, when I first moved to New York, he, he was doing the play, the original version of the play burn this Lanford Wilson play. Uh, and I would second, I saw it a few times, but then I would go in the second act a lot. Like you walk in, pretend you've had a cigarette or whatever and stand until you see like an empty seat, right. As the lights are going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, my God, it was just, it was great. He would be different every time, but, um, you know, ever so slightly. Um, but, uh, so that was a treat, but no, I was going to say like, I mean, it's crazy getting, like I, you talk about getting to act with people like it's Meg. I get to act with Rebecca front all the time on Avenue five. And she's yeah. so, and I had watched in like, I, I, I'd watched the thick of it, um, you know, before Stop I went it. over there and as I, you know, and she's just, I mean, she's a magnificent, well, she's a, just a wonderful, wonderful person, but such oh, God, a magnificent yeah. actress. And it's just, it's just fantastic. Like, I mean, it's, it's, a, as you said, like, it's a dream come true when you get to do things like that. And yeah, I mean, my God, Hugh Laurie and um, yeah, Hugh we, Laurie is the boss, man. He's so he, he's oof. he's such a and he rides his motorcycle to work. Not all and the time, but often. Sickeningly anyway. talented, right? Plays the piano like you wouldn't believe. Can like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. yeah, he's Sickening. just a, a kind, <laughs> you know, a kind, sweet, exceptionally funny, you know, quietly very funny guy. Yeah, Nick Yamuka yeah. Bird is is spectacular. Um, who's uh on the show it's so i got to i did some i was over there from mid-november to mid-december this year you know just three months ago doing the first episode and it was funny i had some scenes with that nikki it was me nikki rebecca and hugh and uh and then zach woods um gabe zach woods great zach woods brilliant he's just he's 
so exceptionally funny. It's he's a guy like I burst out laughing with him. But it's funny I burst out laughing at a couple things Nikki improvised, and I'm like I'm like biting my lip to you know to not make everybody else laugh. It's just a uh, it's and, and you know but the I mean my God all the writers for Veep and Avenue they're all spectacular writers. Yeah, um, the guys from the Office are great. Um, the Shameless People. I mean I love that show. I had never, it's I didn't know it all that well. Incredibly unique. Yeah, that's what that is. Shameless. It's unbelievable. I mean, like, I think like that and the Peep, Peep show are just real groundbreaking yeah. comedy. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's, en- it's endless. Um, and then I, it's funny, you know, then they, I don't know, even know if shows like there's a show called Scorpion, you know, that was over here with the... Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this, right? And you, 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 you you're quite a big deal in that one, so... Well, you know, I for I did like I don't know, eight or nine or ten. I don't know. Like I do yeah. two or three a year as this billionaire who would hire them, and it's uh, Elias Elias Gabel. Um, actually, did, or maybe pronounce it Gable. No, it's Gabel Gabel, who's a yeah. who's a Brit, who's a lovely, wonderful actor, who was the the lead there. And um, but Nick Santora is the guy who who created that. Like he's the show casual i love the show casual yeah yeah you're um, in so much it's ridiculous dude it, i am like i'm all like, like, generally, generally playing the same guy so that you know like it's not like i have a huge range you're <laughs> having fun like i think that's what i mean like you're it seems like to me like you've got this like you know you go on imdb and it's like this guy is having fun like there's you know, oh he's had fun on that one and there's Arrested Development and he's now in this and uh, yeah. always sunny like always sunny you're in there it's like that was a fun week those yeah. guys boy oh boy they're having a blast and they're I, it's they're it's really fun to watch like how just how do those guys write they write the show obviously but then on the set there it's the three the three of them um uh, and then um oh my god I'm blanking. Uh, so right, no pressure, dude. Check it on your phone if you want to. No, that's uh, his, his his wife, Rob's wife, who's like just spectacular. And it's funny, like the first time I actually ever saw her was in the, and she had one two scenes in the movie The Heat, uh-huh. uh, Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock thing, another Allison Jones thing. You know, okay. I get a phone call. I get a phone call. I'm I'm in it for one scene, but I get a phone call on a Friday. Buckley, what are you doing Sunday? I don't know. You're, you're about to tell me. <laughs> It's like, all right, you're coming to Boston tomorrow uh, and you're doing a scene with Sandra and uh, Melissa, who I, I've known Melissa for 30 years or so, but I'm like, oh, yeah. great. Awesome. You know, um, but anyway, she's in, uh, um, oh, Rob's, Rob's wife, I, I may have to look at, she's so fantastic in the heat. Like, as yeah. a, like one of those things where you say, like, you're inspired, like, who the, who the F is this? Who's this woman? She's so freaking yeah. funny. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's a, you know, well, yeah, it's a Brie. I forget her. I forget her. I'm blanking now on, on, on always, <laughs> you know, whatever. Don't stress time. it. It's, um, but, but it's, uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy is, is it's that one, um, I mean, the, the other, the fellow that, uh, did, uh, John Papsadera is his name. He's, he, he would be second to Allison in terms of, uh, he put me in. Um, he put me in uh, life as we know it. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then in Jurassic World. Right. And then in, oh, in Casual. 
uh, which I loved doing. That was fantastic. Those guys, they're great writers too. It's uh, I think I did about a, I don't know. If I do you think, do you, do you think like, cause this is a thing I know we've, 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 we've done a long time now. So this is super lovely of you. Um, but do you, do you think like, for me anyway some of the agents i've dealt with um are not particularly nice people but what this uh, yeah allison uh, allison um jones right yeah seems to me that you've you know you've got lucky in one sense obviously allison's lovely but lucky in the sense that you've managed to find like the nice side of hollywood in a way i mean obviously you didn't to to begin with but you you certainly seem now like you you have (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. That's the thing too. They like, hey, people are like, hey, you got any stories? Who's who was who's not nice? I don't know. I I've seen that. I, I I've yet to deal with anyone who's like not nice. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's because you're nice? Like you're a nice guy. Uh, maybe you know could be, or maybe I'm the maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe it's everybody else, and they got the stories evil- about Buckley. I mean, the, the, the track suit, the sweatsuit you're you're wearing now, it does have a Sopranos feel to it. So yeah. they're all scared of me. Yeah, so that's what it is. Don't fuck no, with Buck- it's, Buckley. It, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure my wife has all kinds of stories and my kids like, oh, he's, are you kidding me? Dad's an asshole. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, but, especially, you know, you know, that's what's that song? What's that but, song in the office? Suck it or something. It's the, uh, I'm just going to close the door again. It keeps opening. The wind keeps opening. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, hey, knock, knock on wood. It, it, uh, it keeps going. It's, uh, I, I have, uh, yeah, I've yet to really work with anybody that wasn't to varying degrees, uh, kind and sweet and nice, yeah, and fun and, um, and it's, uh, uh, you know, which is and it's, which is great. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's always fun to work with people who are fun. I mean, I generally get to work with people who are very funny. Yes. Um, whether yeah. it's the writers, like all the writers from all the writers from Avenue five are, are just kind, sweet, uh, you know, people. Give and, you time. Uh, yeah. and then funny and then funny as heck. Yeah. And it's really wild. It's very interesting. They're no, like it's not in this. And Greg Daniels said, I remember he said this to me too. I was asking him once, um, how he hires writers, how he goes about hiring writers. Uh, and maybe Armando's like this too. Um, and he said, you know, he said, you got to remember you're working with these people. You're going to be in a room with them. You don't really want the person who's trying to make everybody laugh all the time. Yeah. You know, like we're there, we're writing. Everybody's going to be funny or their, their writing is going to be funny. Certainly. Yes. Um, and it's, uh, you know, but you don't want that big personality that's going to, try and fight for space or fight for hey how great you know? and it's in in uh and you know i think that's what uh, a lot of all the writers are uh, you know i don't all but a lot of them at least probably all on the office were and that's very much what you know who armando hires like they're all you know i just picked tony roach right now yeah one of them and he's just a calm you know calm guy and i mean he writes for succession um also you know there's, there's a there's a few of them that do that yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's crazy, you know, but they're well, just so smart, but, so funny, so thoughtful. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, what you're describing there is kind of like what I was hoping it was going to be seriously. But, but before we, before we go, like, 
I've always wanted to meet Armando Nucci, like, and and just shake his hand. I, his body of work, it's always it's always shaking it up, man. Like like uh, the death of Stalin and all that. What what's like? What's your? F- I mean, what do you think of like British British writers? Do you think that they're you know getting their time in the sun finally? And and and, and I, I mean, I guess they are, right? I mean, it's you know, yeah. and uh, and I'm probably one of the few people who hasn't seen a ton of Fleabag. I've seen a, a few episodes. Uh, and I thought it was funny, but I, I don't really have any shows that I binge or anything. It's kind of, I watch yeah. stuff with my kids. Um, but it's certainly funny uh, as heck. And that one crashing that she did before that, I thought was pretty funny too. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, you know, like, yeah, the succession, you know, guys, and, and obviously the crown. Um, uh, but the crown. Uh, there's, you know, there's, you know, there's obviously, there's a lot of great American writers and there's, you know, there's there's a ton of great British writers and I guess the world is becoming more, you know, I'm sure we're going to start discovering other countries, you know, great writers from other countries as, as that spreads, but, but it's, no, it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, since I, since I've seen it, like I just sing the praises of, of Veep, like, you know, like I think this is the best show possible, the funniest show ever, you know? Uh, And Avenue five's funny as hell uh, as well. I mean, and it's, um, It'll be fun to get back and figure out season two, or they're figuring it out now. I guess we get back in uh, the middle of the summer, hopefully. Rock on, Thank dude. you very much, William. Bye. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs>